the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, president at Lola Red, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, a very powerful demographic, teens. I don't know if you saw this. You may not have, but maybe your teenager did. Fanta launched Vine-based comedy series that happened just a little bit earlier in August. Actually, August 15th was the first episode for Fanta for the Funny, they called it. And um, it was a series of edited together six-second Vines. And the whole idea was to engage Fanta with teens. Now, if you don't know what Fanta is, it's a beverage. Um, and what they did is they launched it on collegehumor.com and YouTube. And apparently in its first week, it pulled in more than 270,000 views, according to the brand. And then a promotional vine for the series generated 437,000 loops. Now, Fanta uh, married up with 360i, their creative agency, to create these vine series. And they also connected with three Viners, Viners, it would be people on Vine who have uh, millions of followers, Jason Mendez, Ali Cat, and Mighty Duck. And they were recruited to create some of the content and engage their fan base. And, of course, they use their own social channels, and they encourage teens to share their own Vines, of course. And the hashtag they used was hashtag Fanta for the funny. Um, the idea is that those consumer-generated videos would be used in future episodes. Now, according to the brand, after the first three days, fans submitted 50 vines. Um, the first two episodes in the series were between five and six minutes in length. And again, keep in mind, these are seconds of vines edited together. The idea is that these vignettes kind of over... The topics are popular teen topics like dating, sports, and music. So these episodes have been released since August 15th. It's going to go through um, September 19th. Each release happens on a Friday, Fanta Friday, funny, get it? It's kind of a trend. Um, and the whole idea, according to the brand, is to unite teens around their sh shared desire for fame and their passion for humor. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Fanta after the end of this, and if it's something they want to continue. Apparently, it's a, quite a bit of an investment, a seven-figure campaign, and it is uh, one of the largest investments for the brand to date. So, something to keep in mind, and something my guest today could certainly probably comment on. Uh, but before we get to her, let's talk a little bit about her purse profile. It's the Bag Borrow and Still Sister. It's an online maven looking for a big bag and a low price. There's about 14 million of these women out there, um, average age of about 46, high school grads, employed part-time, parents, uh, you know, on the lower end of the household income, around $40,000, $45,000. Of course, they're shopping for bargains. They will be lured in for sales. They will travel an hour or more to get to an outlet store. They head right to the clearance rack. 
and they will hold off on buying things until they are on sale and they're always looking for special offers. While they like to keep up with fashion, you know, they don't always necessarily buy the latest fashions. They are concerned about their appearance and they um, really are interested in novelty items. They're easily influenced, they say. They can be swayed by others and their friends' opinions really do impact where they shop and what they tend to buy. They look for advice from their friends before buying anything new and they have a hard time saying no to their kids, as probably most of us do. Uh, And they like to shop just for the fun of it, even if they don't actually go buy anything. So where are they shopping? Target is big with them. JCPenney, Old Navy, Walmart, Payless, Marshalls. Um, These folks are driving uh, Volvos and Chevys and Dodge and Chrysler. Um, And when they're uh, out there buying, what are they buying? Uh, Lane Bryant, Victoria's Secret, Liz Claiborne, um, and mud are all um, designer choices for them. So where can you intersect with this particular woman? Well, a lot of um, parenting magazines, as you can imagine, because she is raising youngish kids. So um, she's looking at parenting magazines. She's also reading Us Weekly, Country Living, Good Housekeeping, People Magazine. So kind of all over the map from entertainment to um home and shelter and parenting publications on cable she's watching e and lifetime abc family and hgtv are all big with her and online um, she's online a lot she's online at disney eHarmony, ebay are just a few of the places you can find her well, my guest today is coming back after a, a couple of weeks, and I'm thrilled to have her. Samantha Ski is the CRO and CMO of She Knows, which is a woman's lifestyle media platform, uh, really looking to connect brands uh, with authentic content and integrated advertising at scale. Before her role as CRO at She Knows, Samantha was CRO for Recycle Bank. And uh, prior to that, um, she was at Riddler, uh, one of the web's first real-time multiplayer uh, reward-based gaming sites at Interactive Imagination. She actually helped develop Riddler and been many, many other impressive places beyond that as well. I'm happy to have Samantha back. We're going to be talking about a program aimed at teens. It's a quite an innovative program. Um, and as we know, it's an extremely large demographic with a lot of purchasing power. So stick around more when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back at a word from our advertisers. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. 
Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. Back to First String. I'm joined today by Samantha Ski. She's the CRO and CMO of She Knows, which is a woman's lifestyle media platform. And I want to say welcome back to the program, Samantha. Thank you, Maria. Nice to be here. So happy to have you back. You know, a couple of weeks ago, you were right here talking about a white paper from She Knows called The Likeable Mom. We had a lot of fun with that. Really, uh, listeners learned a lot about the differences between women by generation and employment, whether they're working at home or working outside of the house when it comes to social platforms and technology. And this time, you're back, though, talking about tweens. But before we get into that information, for those listeners who may have missed you when you were last on, talk a little bit about She Knows and what you do there as both CRO and CMO. Sure. Well, She Knows um, celebrates so the experts among us. We invite women to produce and share content about their passions so that often, you know, the content that we are enabling women to publish often revolves around food and family and beauty, health, fashion. Um, as chief marketing and revenue officer, I'm responsible for both um, acquiring and retaining the audience um, and then monetizing that audience. So it's that loop of finding our consumers, um, engaging them and um, retaining them and hopefully creating a loyal uh, community and then taking that that access um, to a loyal community, to, uh, um, to our advertising sponsors and trying to find compelling programs that will enable us to put new ideas and new brands in front of the women we serve. So that's my, that's my gig. It's a, it's a big gig that you have there, Samantha, very big gig. Well, and very comprehensive, and I can see the advantages of marrying CRO and CMO together, kind mm-hmm. of looking at the life cycle of, of the yeah. business, if you will. And it's interesting because last time you were on, as I mentioned, we were talking about moms, and now we're talking about tweens, and tweens is such a huge audience. You, yeah. um, you, I should say you, yes, you did, and she knows, <laughs> has hatched, and definitely pun intended there, an initiative aimed directly at that very large tween audience. I'm curious, though, why specifically tweens? Why did you go after them? Yeah, well, there were a couple, it was a confluence of, of different um of different drivers. One was that we focus our our core audience is mothers of young children, um, young young you know babies all the way through teens and college students or or young independents. Um, and one of the things that we saw percolating among our audience members was concern over how best to integrate technology into their parenting experience. So um, many women moms in particular saw technology as both 
a strong positive in parenting and something that they were very concerned about, especially once their kids hit that bridge of, of tweenhood when they became more independent and parents weren't, you know, weren't as, as much in control of the digital experience. Um, so that was a, you know, so it was a, it was a, a, a pressure point um, for our audience members. That's, that's how we started thinking about, you know, teens and media or tweens, I'm sorry, and media and how, the, how tweens are using technology in their daily lives. Then we thought, how can we put a positive, you know, not spin, but how can we, we build something positive from this tension and opportunity? And we thought about digital storytelling and, and how this generation of tweens is the first to have smartphones or mobile devices that really enable them to create their own content. So while millennials had access to the internet at sort of the youngest um, age ever, this generation of young people who are yet to be sort of well-named, <laughs> I've heard them called Gen Z and um, following Y, which seems a little too derivative to be satisfying. Um, I've also heard them called Gen STEM for science, technology, engineering, math. Um, but whatever they may be, they're, um, those who were born between 2000 and today are you know, very likely to have cell phones. 70% of our audience members have, have given their children a smartphone by the time they're 13. Um, and that smartphone enables them to do lots and lots of things. So we thought, why not teach them how to do storytelling the same way you'd teach a, a, a kid at that age how to write a book report or write a thank you letter or craft an essay. Um, so that was sort of the, the, the nexus for Hatch, and we're learning all the time. <laughs> right. Well, and as you said, Hatch is, is really, you're calling it a new unit of Shino yes. Studios, right? So Shino yes. Studios already exists, creates original and branded content, and um, you actually debuted Hatch with a summer series, right? How did that go? We did, yeah. So Hatch is, is focused on giving kids the ability to produce their own content. So it's content actually for grown-ups. They're making content for our, our typical audience member who's probably a mom or a dad um, and is probably within the millennial or Xer generation. Uh, we wanted to hand over, you know, the cameras, the, the tools to the kids and see what they came up with. Um, we had two weeks of workshops in our offices um, with kids ranging from uh, eight years old to 15. And we taught them to do everything from kind of digital portraiture, so creating um, portraits of, of women who they really respected or who inspired them. Um, we taught them to create how-to videos, and they did some really funny stuff, like how to hire a babysitter <laughs> and how to, get a, how to get a like on social, but they had to do it, you know, as if they were teaching somebody who was not proficient in social media usage. Um, and it was incredible. I mean, I, you know, it was kind of everything we hoped it would be. And then some, the kids were creative. They were incredibly smart. Um, they had really important discussions around everything from, you know, the impact of media on, you know, gender stereotypes to their own, you know, point of view and how they express themselves in a positive way and how they manage their data online because privacy is a big, obviously, concern for their parents. Um, so it was a really robust two weeks and we're still working through all this amazing content and beginning to release it. Um, where, where, where we have permission to do so. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask. So you've got all this great yeah. content. What kind of is it? Are you going to be rolling it out over a period of time? Like, how will that? Yeah that work. Yeah, well so it's it's interesting. I mean this is really was we we really did just hatch this concept all at once and we're really um 
admittedly, we knew we were we had we had a, a, a neat idea here, but we weren't exactly sure what we would yield at the end of these two weeks of you know of workshopping and and video making with kids. What we found is that we got some hilarious content. Um, again, focused on teaching grown-ups things that kids think they should know. Um, we also got some really interesting perspectives on everything from sort of how advertisers should approach young people, which was really interesting, um, and how the media treats girls and boys um, and the differences, you know, therein. We also um, found a, a bunch of just more of, of scripted opportunities where the kids wrote their own scripts and, and created their own mini vines, um, which were also, or, or I guess they're standard vines, um, which are some of which are really, really funny. So we have, in this case, we, we need permission from the, the grown-ups um, in their lives. So the moms give approval for to distribute the content if they if they are so inclined and then i think we're starting with we'll be distributing some of it on chinos w- within our our core subject categories such as parenting um sort of helping parents you know get a, a 101 on how to talk to their kids about use of digital media how to protect themselves online um how to sort of mitigate negative influences in media so those those will be presented as modules as educational modules that will be um shared with again both parents and with educators we have several school partners who have who have emerged um and are interested in carrying on this digital storytelling movement and the idea of of kids making content for grown ups within their own their own organizations and schools so um that's something we'll be rolling out more into 2015 where the modules will be used by national schools to produce their own media literacy programs um, so, yeah, we'll see lots of places. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's really, really gaining momentum then. That, the yeah. school part of that is is fascinating. And that mm-hmm. really kind of leads into my next question is, you know, this was two weeks. As you said, you kind of hatched this, wasn't sure mm-hmm. what was going to happen. Now it seems like you've got all this great content. You're engaging these schools. How will the program live on? I mean, how beyond the content and the result of these two weeks, like are you instituting yeah. Hatch on an ongoing basis? No, it's a great question, and honestly, we're still figuring this out. We didn't realize it. We hoped it would be a very vibrant experience, but we didn't anticipate how much of a reaction we've gotten from local schools where these kids attend and where they're looking for um, positive ways to integrate media, digital media in particular, and positive ways to talk about online privacy and um, sort of online identity management. So the, the the incoming um, interest has been really staggering to us. What we're doing right now is, is taking these hours and hours, really two weeks straight of, of video content and producing educational modules, a dozen of them around the core um, material that we covered. So that I, I mentioned a couple of those themes, but there's identity production, identity protection, um, gender roles in media, um, there, uh, digital storytelling, portraiture, how-to videos, um, uh, initiating a cause online. This is just a, a, a wow. these are, are sort of a few of the topics that we went really deep into. And we had we had some experts with us. We had a, 
um, a, an addiction psychiatrist with us. We had um, a, an amazing improv comedian with us. So we had lots of great um, sort of mentors for the kids also to facilitate the conversations. We'll be turning those into modules that are will each be under three minutes and distributing them to our partners. Um, I think that will be the first stage of sort of uh, p- propagating this this concept out um, in a you know less high touch fashion. Each of the modules, the video modules, c- carries with it a um, a discussion guide with links to lots of additional uh, resources from Common Sense Media, Knight Foundation, and a bunch of other organizations who know much more about some of this material than we do. So um, I think that distribution will be completed by the end of the of 2014, and then we'll see. I think we're we're doing a lot of kind of testing and seeing what the reception is. If it continues to be as positive, I believe we'll we'll continue to have chapters of Hatch across the country. We'll probably have local. Um, participants in the, the sort of more the videographers and um, sketch artists and improv master types who help us to facilitate these workshops in different communities and we'll continue to bring in the content from you know each of these chapters and to produce what we hope is you know meaningful content that helps kids and parents to bridge the te- technology gap and to produce positive outcomes from digital media usage. Wow. Wow, it just kind of feels like it has a life of its own, doesn't it? I mean, it I just so. seems like yeah. the ball just keeps rolling and yeah. keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we do come back, Great. I do want to talk about how brands could potentially get involved with Hatch. So everybody stick around. More from Samantha at She Knows in just a moment. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Retan. 
chatting today with Samantha Ski, CRO and CMO of She Knows, a women's lifestyle media platform. And uh, Samantha's been sharing a little bit about Hatch, which is a new unit of She Knows Studio. It exists to create original and branded content. Hatch was a two-week series focused on tweens where they created lots of content, a lot of video content, a lot of vines around information aimed at adults. Very novel idea. And it sounds like it's just really um, been a huge success. And we were talking before the break about kind of how it's going to extend. It sounds like schools are getting involved. Um, There'll be video modules and discussion guides and maybe even national chapters of Hatch. It just sounds like it's got tons of opportunity to grow. And you've talked a little bit about how parents have gotten involved. I'm just curious with Hatch, I mean, clearly the the reason for being was aimed at adults. So do you feel like there's opportunity to really um, engage adult, adults in the process of Hatch? I mean, that was really the full intent, wasn't it? Not just tweens, yeah. but their parents. That's right. And we what we saw was that there was this, this gap between um, parents and kids in terms of the way that they consume media, the way that they contemplate their digital identities, but that it, there was a lot of interest from both parties in connecting, not necessarily on Facebook, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, is maybe not the right place for, for, uh, tweens and their parents to hang out. But, um, but really the, the kids are interested in teaching their parents things and in communicating with their parents. And so many of the projects we, in, we had, um, are, hatchlings, as we call them, execute over the through the workshop had to do with teaching their parents something that they thought would benefit their parents. And it ended up making for very funny content because it was, you know, a very like dumbed down version of how to get a like on social media or um, and they had fun with it. And the parents liked it also. It actually was informative to them or how, how to Snapchat work was another one. And, um, you know, how to how to get to the first through the first stages of Minecraft. So um, it was it's kind of a funny topic um, or it's a funny, funny way to, to link these audiences. But it seems that everybody's game. Um, I think we'll as we as we get deeper into Hatch Productions, I think we'll figure out, you know, some more meaningful areas, um, certainly with regard to social issues and causes. There's a lot of opportunity for um, kids to make content for for their grown-ups and around. We've already got an initiative underway that we um, are doing for Earth Day where kids teach their parents how to recycle properly and they tend to be very adept in many cases at separating PET aluminum (laughs) from other materials. So there's um, there's a lot. there's, There's just, it's kind of a fun um, way to celebrate the differences between these generations while also uniting them. So parents are very much involved. They're, they're, they're not only our core audience for this content, but they're the gatekeepers to the tweens. So we, we can't mm-hmm. enlist a bunch of tweens without their guidance and approval. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they are key collaborators to us. And I'm just curious too, you know, when I, when you talk about the opportunity to engage the parents and then of course tweens being such a big and powerful demographic I could go right to well then how can brands get involved I mean this is just a seems like a wonderful vehicle for brands to get in front of their target consumers in a really kind of fun engaging powerful way 
Yeah. Well, so there's a lot of temptation there and a lot of opportunity. <laughs> and there's been a lot, and we have had really overwhelmingly positive responses from the companies that we already collaborate with. Um, what, one of the things we've committed to, and I hope that we stick to, is um, that unless the kids write the script, there is no script to, for Hatch Productions, which means we can't hand over, you know, a script saying, I love, you know, this particular kind of yogurt or cheeseburger or what have you. So it has to be um, authentic content, which means for, for brands, there's a lot of opportunity to sponsor interesting experiences and to get involved with Hatch as a means to foster, you know, kids' expression and kids' use of technology. Um, but we won't have a bunch of child actors, you know, reciting lines. So it won't, it, it, it there's, a, you know, not necessarily risk, but it's, it will have to be authentically compelling. If we want a kid to talk about an actual brand or product, it will have to be authentically compelled by that brand or product. One thing we started doing um, is having kids review movies, and we had kids um, just as our very, this is kind of predates the workshops, but was just in the when we were in our Hatch Experimental Zone, we had um, kids uh, review the Maleficent movie and what they found, you know, it was really cool because we did pre and post impressions of Maleficent, the character, and is she a good guy or a bad guy? And, you know, would you want her as a female role model? And it was really cool to see just with this take, Disney's take on, on the story that there was a huge change in perception of, of what her drivers were and what her motivations were as a character and that girls ranging from, we had five-year-olds reviewing it up to, um, you know, 16-year-olds all really felt like this was an interesting rewriting of, you know, a classic fairy tale and that they really preferred the idea that Maleficent was, um, you know, a complex and, and ultimately benign or good character. So, so movies, TV shows will have lots of hatch reviews. And if they're not positive, I'm sure no one's going to want to sponsor them. But if they're positive, <laughs> then they'll probably find a good audience. Yeah, but I, your intent clearly is to keep it mm -hmm. true and pure yeah. as possible, which I love that. And speaking of uh, great partnerships and great connections before we leave I wanted to make sure that I called out girls right now they're a partner yeah, that's talk right. a little a bit about that organization and how that's just a great fit for hatch yeah so girls right now and right is spelled you know w-r-i-t-e girls right now is an organization that focuses on really bringing um girls the power of the pen and getting um, them to everything anything from you know, uh, expository prose to poetry to um, writing blogs to really bring the power of expressing themselves into play within their kind of tween and teen years when they're developing their identities and learning how to express themselves. And Girls Right Now is a, you know, is, is also, an, you know, the national organization and um, their focus on, on youth empowerment is really a, well aligned with ours. We're looking at the digital formats, but we are also um, taking a somewhat more traditional approach and that we're not saying every piece of content you make on your smartphone is genius. We're saying, you know, determine what your point of view is and develop your narrative around that point of view and edit yourself and, you know, make it a good piece of content. It's going to represent you forevermore when you post it. So, um, so I think that we, we have a similar um, respect for language and narrative and um, that we feel like we can really empower girls in particular by um, focusing on that strength. 
So yeah, they, they're a great partner and I'm sure we'll yeah. have lots to do together. Uh, clearly. And um, I do wish you the best of luck with Thank Hatch. You. It sounds like it's just the beginning of something that's going to be, it's already incredible, but it sounds like it could be um, extremely expansive and have such a large impact nationally. So congratulations on that. Look Thank forward you. to seeing how that um, you know, kind of reveals itself over the course of the uh-huh. next 12 months. And we'll definitely um, be be watching and, and giving updates on purse strings. So thank you, Samantha, for being on and telling thank us you, all about Maria. Hatch. And Thanks for everybody so who um, wants to learn more about She Knows, I do invite you to go on to SheKnows.com. And uh, thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. Join me right here, 3 o'clock Eastern time next week for another edition of Purse Strings. Until then, make it a great one. has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network we welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24 7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm the opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.